goodness. Hello, lovers. Hello. Hello, lovers. Bam. And you say, God damn. This is a dope jam. Join along, won't you? I'm broad. I'm broad. Said I'm broader than Broadway. Yes, I'm abroad. And I'm broad. And I'm broader than Broadway. Slow it down, George Carlin. And I'm diddling, 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 diddling myself. And it feels oh, so good. Your sauce will mix with ours and we'll make a good goulash, baby. Oh, yeah. What time is it? It's time for Get Wood with Jess motherfucking Wood. Duh. Hello and welcome to the motherfucking show that you look forward to every goddamn week of your life. Whoa. I'm pressing the wrong buttons. Hi, hello, all you gorgeous lovers. Listen, I didn't wear a hat this week, so excuse me if I play with this fucking hair. Hello. Yes, I'm sporting one of the kings, one of my heroes in comedy, and a little scummy, little bit. But look at that, Georgie. And on the back, it says, when the going gets tough, the tough get fucked. <laughs> He's a man that I often think I should live by. Hi, gorgeous. All you cute and gorgeous folks out there. Oh, look at you. Try getting on here with the thing. You could probably hear from the other side. Anyway, nobody understands what I'm talking about. Hi. Oh, my goodness. Brother Justin. <laughs> Brother Wade. Welcome to the show. Miss you. Love you. Mean it. Hey, Everybody, welcome to Get Wood. It's stories from the week, but not for the week. <laughs> Did you enjoy that? That was a, a thing I came up with. Anyway, listen, let's jump right into it. Today, we're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk, I know, it's almost like a dear Abby. We're going to talk about relationships, Gen X and older millennial relationships. Mm-hmm. And talk about uh, Pinocchio, that fucking thing. It's a mystery. Uh, it's the new the new Pinocchio. Talk about a couple of people that we lost this week. Anyway, hi, my name's Jess Wood. This is Get Wood. It's your f- fucking favorite thing to do on a Tuesday or whenever you watch or listen. Booby. Um, I am so thankful and grateful for everybody who wrote to me this week and sent me stories that you wanted me to talk about. Hopefully we'll get to all of them, but thank you. I am feeling so wonderful today and I'm just okay let's talk about being grateful for shit okay gratitude on the old health thing I'm fucking healthy healthy limbs working eyes working voice smell smell a little too much I get in a lot of trouble with this schnoz um but like the gratitude for just having your limbs be able to move and shit you know like it's really I wake up every day and I'm like, God damn, here I go again. What's on the agenda? But last week, after our wonderful Mardi Gras show together, I did have a bit of a fucking struggle. Very frustrated. And I know it's it's human life and life on the earth and of humans and people. Look, I suffer. I suffer from anxiety. I suffer from depression. I suffer from fucking what? Listen, I had a therapist once tell me I had a garden variety of trauma. I was like, "Ooh, is that good?" And she was like, "No." So, hey, oh my goodness, I love these. I love this group in here. Um, so, the anxiety, the depression, the frustration—you start to feel like everything that you're doing, or at least I did. I started to feel like everything that I was putting out to the universe was coming back shitty 
like I wasn't enjoying myself. I wasn't having a good time even doing the things that I love to do. I mean, last week we had a blast. Don't, I know, don't look at me like that. I love hanging out with you. But after this, you know, still looking for like survival jobs, still auditioning, still doing comedy, still trying to get into clubs. Like it's, you know, listen, the life of an artist, I don't, I don't recommend it. But when you can get to a place where you feel like you are living in that artist's life and, it, and you feel validated all the time, this is what happened just this last couple of days. And I'll tell you why. Now, last week, I don't know if I told you, I had an audition for a play. I know. A play in New York City. Stop it right now. I know. It's very exciting. It, uh, a play off-Broadway, stop it, and um, about a punk rock band in the 80s. Shut the fuck up. I was a punk rocker in the 80s. <laughs> Don't look at my birth certificate. But I was, and, and so I'm reading this script, and I'm, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Now, I had the audition, and it was over Zoom, and you know, this we try, like, I would love to do, I can't wait to do a live Get Wood and then have you in the audience and us, and it being like that energy that you can only get when you're in person that we all miss so much. I know we all miss it. I miss you unless you became agoraphobic while you were home, but that's okay too. You can slowly make your way out. We love you no matter what you're going through. So I was really having a hard time in the fucking Zoom audition. I was like, mm, I don't think they, uh. I felt very, again, like I was putting something out and I wasn't getting back the results that I wanted. And is it expectation? Is it expectation or is it like just in life? You're like, please, something just come through. Let me just get a small win for fuck's sakes. And that was all last week. And so I thought, well, fuck, you know, a lot of times with auditions, uh, you go, that ah, didn't work out right. And then they call you back. So that's what happened to me, my lovers. Yes, they called me back off Broadway, New York City play. What? Yes. OK, so they called me back. And I had my callback yesterday and it was so great. And I'm not even talking about the callback itself, like in the room with the people. That was great, too. But just being in person, if you know, you know, like a few of you out there are actors and I know you know this being in a waiting room. I used to hate it. I used to really not look forward to it at all in my uh, pre-pandemic life. I thought, oh, God, I got to look at a bunch of people that look like me. That's all my competition in the room. What, you know, why would I enjoy auditioning? But actually, after three plus years of not being in the room with other actors, I was so fucking psyched. And I get there. Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to tell you the whole story because it's a because why? Because it's a good fucking story. And it starts on the A train to Inwood. OK, so I'm on the A train to Inwood and um, listen, I live in at the bottom of the island and I was going all the way to the top of the island. So a bitch reads and I am on the train and I'm look and I see, I spot a white boy in ripped up jeans. He's about my age. He's got a tight Guns N' Roses t-shirt on and I'm like, "Oh, this motherfucker's got a call back. He's going to play that I'm going to. He is a motherfucker callback bet." 
And then this fool proceeds to break out the script and start stapling scenes and highlighting as actors will do. And I was like, Conway, Missouri, because that's where the punk rockers are from in the band. And he goes, how did you know? Motherfucker, put two and two together, you numbskull. Of course I know. I'm here. Hello? Anyway. So we walk around the corner when we get off the train. We walk around the corner to the audition together. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Walking into the dance project of Washington Heights and having these two delightful and delicious young ladies be in charge. Little Puerto, she's the little Puerto Rican girl. And she's like, are you here act for the acting job? And I'm like, yeah, girl. And then I look around, I'm like, oh shit, I'm in the right place. Cause you see all these like people like nervous with pictures and, and, and resumes under their arm tucked. And, uh, but this girl's like, where are you? Are you here for the, the castings? And I was like, yes, I am here for the castings. Thank you so much. And she had a little partner in crime that was helping her. You know, they ran the, the dance place. So this dance studio, they rent out different rooms. So there was a dance class going on with little kids. Then there was like a, a tango kind of mambo kind of situation happening with a couple who had a baby that kept crawling in and out of the, of the room. Then there was parents and siblings of the little kids that was in the dance. And then there's all these stupid actors. So I, we're not stupid. But you know what I mean? It's a crowded, it's fun so this one little boy who's a sibling of one of the dance uh, kids, he's running around the place and he's like making a ruckus and he's hilarious and he's farting and it stinks. And I'm like commenting and people are laughing and I'm talking to these people who are parents and we're just having, I'm having like the best time because I love, drop me in a place where there's a bunch of different types of people, a bunch of little kids running around acting stupid and a bunch of teenagers who are like, what? Oh, I like your sneakers. Those are fire. I was like, I can leave now. All I needed was a teenager to compliment me on an outfit piece and I can leave now. You know what I'm talking about? Shut up. Like you don't, right. Like you don't feel better when a teenager compliments you on your outfit or your hair or your sneakers. Don't even lie to me. <laughs> We're family. Don't lie. We're family. You can't lie to family. You can lie to your family as much as you want. Anyway, so the, the little boy, he ends up leaving, but he's like running the whole place before he leaves. And he's about six or seven. His name's Jovan. So I'm like, bye, Jovan. And he doesn't say anything to me. And then this white girl walks in, this bigger girl, she walks in, she goes, he doesn't give a shit about you. <laughs> She's my new best friend. I immediately went where she was sitting and I was like, can I sit with you? Because I want to sit with you. And look, I'm going to tell you something. You know me. And if you know me, you know. My mother was in the theater my whole life. I had one acting class in my life, but the woman who taught the acting class, she fucking killed it. Because you know why? She told us the one most important, well, there are two things in, she used to say this to us. When she was watching a scene, this is my teacher, she would watch a scene and it would be going nowhere and she'd go, what's with the flaccid cock? Let's get a hard cock in here. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to say that anymore, but... You understand exactly what I'm talking about because that direction means go bigger, go bigger. You don't need validation from Hatwitz. Yeah, you do, fucker. I know you do because you're constantly performing. So don't even, don't even front. Anyways, so uh, so if you're if you're acting, you you only ever should remember this: go big, go 
fucking big or go home because they can take you down from a big action, but they can't push you up from a small action. Make sense? Yeah, it does. I know. So that's the thing. So I was like, fucking hey, let's go in here. Plus, I'm a punk rocker. I'm in a band. I'm in the Midwest and I'm rebelling. This bitch is going to be powerful when she goes in the room. So they put us in the three, group of three, and I go in the room, and my two dudes, they're kind of duds. I'm not going to lie to you. They're kind of duds. They're kind of like, oh, just talk. I'm physical. I'm moving around. I'm doing things with my arms. I'm kicking and I'm wilding. Wilding out. Because they can take me down from wilding, but they can't make me wild. You know. So now. I'm about to leave the room. We're about we're done with the scene. And I think, all right, well, I'm going to go home. It was fun hanging out in the waiting room. Everything was a good time. But no, hold the fucking phone. They're like, Jess, would you mind reading for another part? And I'm like, of course. I would love to read for another part. What y'all got? Oh, I don't know. The lead. <laughs> yes. And so I take it outside and I'm reading it over and over. But here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. with you. I'm always honest with you fuckers. I was way more interested in hanging out with the people that were out in the waiting room still than other actors because, oh, so fun. And then there was this young girl who was sitting across from me. Very cute, very smiley, little dimples, little cheeks, little eyes, you know, a human. And, but I was like, I think I look like this little girl. And I've never felt like that before. I feel like it's very hard to get a gander on how you look, especially if your mother is like, ew. You know what I mean? When your mom's like, ugh, you know, oh God, Jesse, blonde hair, green eyes. Ugh, disgusting. Well, you get a kind of a bad idea about yourself. You know, don't blame anybody, but bitch, you should have said something nice. So I uh, often feel like I don't know what I look like. And I often feel like I'm probably not giving myself the benefit of the doubt. But I looked at this little girl and I said, hold the phone. I think I look like this, bitch. And I said to her, I said, hey, girl, do I look like you? And she goes, yeah. I go, I mean, like an older version of you. Because here's the thing. The play is about the old punk rockers and our younger selves. And do you think they gave us names? No, bitch. They call us old punk, number three. Old punk, number two. Old Presley. Now, this young lady, Presley, I suppose, is the lead. And this little lady that I was speaking to across the table, she was for young Presley. Now, listen, actors, I don't say, listen, I love actors, but I will never say that they are the brightest bulb in the lamp because she said to me, because she's young Presley and I'm old Presley. And she says to me, I thought her name was young Presley Cobbs. (laughs) I go, oh, really? You thought her first name was young? Bitch, get it together. Anyway, I had a fabulous time. They wanted me to sing, but they didn't want me to sing right there. They wanted me to send a song. So I'm like, okay, send a song. You know I was in a cover band. Did you all know I was in a cover band? Yeah. And we were called uh, the Bail Jumpers. That's right. Bail Jumpers. The truth hurts. Fuck you. (laughs) You're all so old, sir. If I'm old, you're old. We're all old. How do you do? So let's all cross our fingers and toes that your girl Jess is, uh, for the springtime, going to be an off-Broadway play. Thanks. <laughs> I had the best time. Anyway, even if I don't get it, I had a fucking blast. So I think that's the lesson here, right, kids? Let's just have a good time no matter where the fuck we are. 
have a good time. Because I got a subway story for you after that. Because of course, I've been I was on the subway for a very long time yesterday. But I saw this young black gentleman reading a book called Get Out of Your Head. And I was like, ooh. And so I approached him and I said, hey, oh thanks, Trevor. I felt like I felt like I don't know what happened was, but I was running late. Um it's probably the cleavage and the George Carlin at my titties. I <laughs> I approached this young gentleman and I said, hey, how's the book? Does it tell you to not go in your head and to stay in your body? And he proceeded to tell me that uh, a lot of people had spoken to him about the book while he was reading it, which I love. I love New Yorkers because they're readers. You know, they read here. They're very... You know, even if they don't read an entire book, they can read what's on the fucking subway. You know, you see something, you say something, and they're going to say something to you because they read about it. Anyway, so he's like, oh, uh, it's great. It, it reminds you to practice catching yourself in the negative thinking and catching yourself in the negative thinking. You can then change the negative to the positive. And I was like... I love you, little man. And so he was saying that he had, he's like, I actually borrowed it from my girlfriend, the book, and we are, uh, we're highlighting why, why my best friend would call while I'm doing a show that he, I mean, doesn't he know I'm live? Anyway, Baron, um, I, <laughs> uh, anyway, practicing keeping the negative out of your, you know, or just going like, oh, there goes another negative thought. Let me, let me have a moment here, you know, and practicing being nicer to ourselves, practicing being nicer to ourselves. Cause everyone, I don't care your generation, your age, your creed, your color, your class, your size, it doesn't matter. You, we all are struggling most of the time. And I know I talked about happiness last week. So this week, <laughs> I'd like to talk about relationships. In uh, I'm seeing so much being posted from both men and women in uh, the Gen X generation and the older millennial generation regarding relationships, regarding communication and trust and vulnerability. And I will say to you, right here now that I understand the struggle is real. You want to try to be vulnerable as a person who grew up having to be an adult at six or seven years old, having to let yourself into your own home, having to prepare food for yourself and not burn the place to the ground, having to maybe take care of a younger sibling or a parent that was fucked up. Like these are all the things that the Gen X and the older millennial kids had to deal with. And I'm not saying, oh, it's an excuse to be an asshole. But here's the thing, you guys. Whenever like a Gen Zer says something like, you Gen Xers, you just, you didn't even care about the environment. You just let it go to shit. I always say to them, hey, we didn't have parents. So shut the fuck up. Do you know what I mean? We had to fucking not, I'm not, I, it's just real. It's just the reality. And the first thing we have to do is look at the reality of shit and then we can continue on with the goddamn thing. It's not an excuse it's reality. A lot of us have major uh, issues with um, alcoholism and addiction. I mean, I, I, hi, hi, my name is Jessica and I'm a drug addict. <laughs> hi, Jessica. 
Um, so the relationship stuff is really hard and I see a lot of people posting about it and saying like, I don't know, it always feels the same, feels like I'm attracting the same person over and over, over and over. And I feel that a lot also, but I also think that when you're able to look at where you come from and the relationships that you grew up watching, that a lot of it tends to make more sense, like who we're attracted to. I mean, I will humbly not deny that I choose younger men because there's no challenge in it. They're not going to ask me, you know, what, what my goals are for, I mean, those aren't the guys I choose. (laughs) I choose the guys. I choose the guys that are like, so, um, did you like it when I choked you? And I'm like, no, because I'm a lady of a certain age and we've actually gotten choked by our boyfriends out of bed. So it's never fun in bed, you know, stop it. My friend, my friend, keep an eye on your friends. They're having a hard time, I promise you. So what I have to say to us and them and all of our people that are having a hard time having any trust or being vulnerable, just do it. Fuck it. Lead with your heart because you know why? Then you can just say you did it. Even if you get your heart broken, it's better than not trying at all in the first place, right? Stop playing the game. Stop trying to act so tough. Stop it. (laughs) This is your Auntie Jess talking to you right now. Be authentic with each other and then be authentic with yourself and then you can be authentic with each other and then huh, I don't know what'll happen I've never done it <laughs> I'm telling you these are the things that I hope and pray for all of us to be able to get to yeah we'll see yeah and some yeah I see some yeah out there you're doing fucking great you're in relationships you're working through stuff you talk about things you bring up really vulnerable shit god you're Inspira- inspirational. Thank you very much. Inspirational. I'd like to say rest in peace to our beloved and much missed, fantastic genius of a man, guitarist, a dog owner, friend, son, and brother, Mr. Jake Miller. Jake Miller, rest in peace, motherfucker. I can't believe it's 11 years since we lost him. And I'm just going to tell you, for those of you who knew him, you knew there was something very special and very, very magical about this gentleman. And if you also know, I rode up to his funeral in a car driven by a gentleman who had fucked all three of the women that we were in the car with. <laughs> and I yelled out, hey, we're all Eskimo brothers and sisters in here at a, a certain point. And boy, did he get embarrassed. I don't care because it's true. <laughs> you put your dick in all of us, all of us, all of us, and we're all still friends. And isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Oh, yeah. So I was also uh, talking to a gentleman on the train, white man, a little bit older, like an Irish guy, kind of how he's doing, fucking construction guy. He was a little dusty. He had like some, uh, you know, uh, drywall dust maybe on his uh, clothes and his shoes. And he spotted uh, the guy and I talking about the 
callback that we were going to. And he goes, oh yeah, uh, I rent out my house once in a while to Raising Cane, you know, the television show? So uh, I rented out my house to Raising Cane a bunch of times. They were using my house, you know, as their house. And uh, I had a black family for like a couple months, you know, because they clear all your stuff out and they put in their stuff. So I would come down to get, you know, make myself breakfast. And uh, there was my black family, all in frames and pictures around my house. (laughs) I was like, yes. I go, that's amazing. And he's going through his phone. He's trying to pull up some photographs. I fucking love New York. Where 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 else is this going to happen to you? And he's going through his phone and he's trying to, pick some of the find some of the photos but he goes by one that's um it looks like somebody's holding their fingers out for like a manicure shot because it's all like blue and black and blue and black and I go "Ooh, is that your daughter because he had said he had a daughter and I go "Ooh, is that your daughter's nails and he goes back to it he goes nah nah that's me uh that's one hand is me one hand is my daughter and I go oh my god you're so cool you're doing nails with your daughter and he goes well uh I, I was a first responder at 9-11, and uh, I had all five of the cancers, and I beat them all. And so we, we put them all in the nails, and there was something about the nail polish and beating the cancer. And it was all, you know, I love my daughter more than anything in the world, and she was there with me. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I'm telling you, this is why I talk to strangers. Listen, I talk to strangers in Albuquerque, New Mexico, even though, I don't know, they could have killed me at any moment or they could have taken me away in their van or uh, they would have gone with me to get a haircut. Because, you know, I had a very severe mullet when I lived in Albuquerque. And a lot of times men would at, men would ask me, hey, where'd you get your haircut at? Hey, where'd you get your haircut at? And I'm like, uh, the barber? And then, and I would, I went to the barber and a lot of the barber shops in Albuquerque had never cut hair like this bitch, old thin ass, old hair as like straw. And so they were like, "Eh, what the fuck? And so I would tell people like, well, you use a five on the sides and a seven on top because that was the razor. I don't, I was only saying what I learned. Anyway, listen. I was running so late today, I didn't even get my smoother. (laughs) You guys. Because, why? I was wired out of my mind last night after that callback and talking to people on the train and then coming home and it was snowing, but it was really raining. And then I was all wet and I was like, what the fuck? And, you know, anyway. So, uh, listen, uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about is uh, my mother... (laughs) Because, you know, I get a lot of requests to talk about my mom on here. And as you know, I have no, no uh, control whatsoever in regards to her showing up and leaving and coming around here. So I'm going to try to get through the story without her. uh, Jesse, stop it. Oh, see, I can't. Eh, it's not going to work. All right. Well, I'm just going to tell the story then, Ma. Try to chill out. Um, so, you know, you can voicemail. <laughs> it's a story of voicemail. Seems so tame, doesn't it? A story of a voicemail that my mom put on her outgoing machine. Her outgoing voicemail was this. 
here we are and action hi this is ellen blake i'm not here right <coughs> excuse me not here right now leave a message after the beep yes you heard me correctly she cleared her throat and continued on you know you can re-record those messages i know jessica but why would i be so uptight as to continue recording i mean it it came out in the real it was real time and it was how i was really doing and it's what really happened <laughs> okay good god unbelievable un fucking believable so she uh she's around and she's she's her outgoing message is a constant fodder here in the apartment and my mother is from queens new york a jewish born and raised jew uh from queens new york both of her sisters brown hair brown eyes talk like this how are you doing how's it going how do you do very new york now let me tell you something she left very early she went to los angeles she got a nose job she changed her name and then i was born now listen the blonde hair and the green eyes this is a polish russian heritage jew that i don't know how i skipped the brown who fucking know it must be very intense um i'm thinking the guy who i was raised with is my real dad but we kind of don't really know he doesn't want to take a dna test but her affected accent is because she's an actor she was an actress jesse actresses need a voice that will go with anything any role i'm like no it doesn't go with any role it's a very weird but she also did accents at the house with her boyfriend who beat her up slept with his guns but they would always do a funny accent <laughs> oh dear hey what the fuck just happened? Oh my God, there's a storm a coming. I gotta go. I love you. It was paused for, five. oh my God, what just happened? All right, I gotta go before the, the gods say goodnight. Uh, hey, don't, uh, don't suck a dick you don't like or lick a pussy you don't like. Please enjoy your week. Have a beautiful and, and wonderful week and just try your hardest to stay present with yourself and be kind. And um, you know, those thoughts, they get a little intrusive so really be kind gentle and send me a dm if you like and share the fucking show what are you doing out there if you're not sharing my show i know a couple of you are and i thank you you goddesses um but uh please share the show it's free tag me at get wood i love you to death you're fucking awesome you're rocking just keep going and get vulnerable bitch nothing's bad is gonna happen to you look i'm fucking vulnerable Look at this. This is called vulnerability right here. <laughs> I love you. Bye.